Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, like I said, today the church celebrates the feast of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. It's a beautiful and incredible scene, right? Mary receives the Annunciation. She departs the hill country of Judah after Gabriel's salutation. She goes to be with her cousin, who is now six months pregnant, right? She who is called barren is now six months pregnant with John, the forerunner of the Messiah. And she greets her cousin like we heard in this gospel. The infant John leaps in the womb of Elizabeth. It's really the first pro-life rally is what's happening here. Uh, That's what's going on. So John recognizes the presence of the teeny tiny word-made flesh nestled within Mary's immaculate womb. The secret of the incarnation is beginning to spread right there at the visitation. So, man, what a glorious moment in the life of these women in the broader story of the whole incarnation, the whole Paschal mystery. Okay, today is also May 31st. I know I'm dropping some real truth bombs on you already this morning. May 31st, the last day of the month of May, which means tomorrow is June 1st. And all of you are thinking, yes, Father, that's right. You are brilliant. Yes, June 1st is tomorrow. Why is that significant? Well, because for the last several years, June has been heralded as Pride Month. Pride Month, right? An entire month dedicated to celebrating the LGBTQ community. And I cannot help but see the providential coincidence of these realities that right before we plunge into Pride Month, we contemplate the visitation and we hear Mary's Magnificat, right? Magnificat anima mea, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. The Magnificat is her soliloquy of humility. If you want to know what humility is, look at her. She's humility incarnate, right? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Not only that... But the mystery of the incarnation reveals the true meaning of human sexuality, complementarity, why we are male and female from the beginning, that it was a secret whispered into Eden that was culminating in the mystery of the revelation of the God-man. And not only that, but as Catholics, June is the month dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus, which is meek and humble of heart. Humble of heart. See what I mean? It's almost like providence has set it up for us to be contemplating these things right before Pride Month. So, all right, so here's where I want to start. I think if you were to ask uh, the the average Catholic, or gosh, I mean, even non-Catholics, hey, how much of the catechism do you suppose is dedicated to the topic of homosexuality? I would bet most people would say, oh, I mean, a good chunk for sure, right? Like at least a chapter. Friends, it's three paragraphs three paragraphs. And I encourage you to look them up and read them. 2357 through 2359. 2357 to 2359. And one of those paragraphs talks about how all signs of unjust discrimination towards persons with same-sex attraction must be avoided. And another paragraph talks about how the church holds out to this community the amazingly beautiful high standard and the call not to a mediocre life, but the call to sanctity. You're called to be saints. You're called to Christian perfection, walking the road of chastity, which is not something that persons with same-sex attraction are uniquely asked to embrace. But every person, everybody, 
who has a body is called the chastity. And what is chastity? It's not merely abstinence, right? Chastity is the orienting of one's sexual desires according to the design of one's body and the good of the beloved. That's chastity. In other words, it's not self-suppression, it's self-mastery for the sake of the good of the other, as other. Right? That's what it is. So what is the other paragraph, right? So that's paragraphs uh, 2357, 2358. What is paragraph 20, or that's 2357, 2358 and 2359. What does the first paragraph talk about? That's got to be the really hateful one, right? That's where we really level the bigotry at them. No, not at all. That paragraph, 2357, uses very specific theological and philosophical language to, to describe that homosexual activity, homosexual acts, that there are many acts that are intrinsically disordered. Acts, not persons. Acts, not persons, are intrinsically disordered and contrary to the natural law. It's like this. Our flesh matters. Our bodies matter. Like We were designed with wisdom. We were designed with purpose that every part of us is for the sake of of a particular end, and all of it together is for the sake of our whole health and flourishing, right? To say that a particular act is disordered is to say that's not what that's for. That's not what that's for. Hey, your ears are not for receiving tomato soup. That's not what that orifice is for. You're free to do it, but you're not free of the consequences that come when you do that, right? The church, as a mother, she longs for all of her children to flourish, to reach beatitude, right? The beatific vision, to reach beatitude, beatitude and complete joy, which means that like a good mother, like all of you who are mothers, grandmothers, the church lovingly says about certain things, about certain acts and behaviors, hey, don't do that. Not because I hate you, it's actually because I love you, because that's not good for you. That doesn't help you bring about your flourishing. That won't help you reach your destiny. It's like... I've used this example before. When I bought a plant that I had in my room, um, I asked the, the, the botanist at Home Depot, what's a good hardy plant that, you know, it's really hard to kill in my room? Because, you know, I want a little life and greener in my room, but I'm really bad at keeping plants alive. He suggested this, like, desert succulent, which is hilarious. Like, basically, you don't have to do anything. It's going to be fine. Anyway, no, he suggested this one type of plant. He's like, it needs this amount of sun coming by a window. Put a few, you know, put some water in it a few times a week. Like, these are the conditions under which it flourishes. Was the botanist bigoted? There's a bunch of bigoted botanists at Home Depot telling me what to do with my plant. Don't tell me what to do with my plant. It's my plant, bigoted botanist. No, he's saying this is how it's going to flourish. This is how it's going to grow. These are the conditions, right? Mother Church is the botanist of our humanity. And the lifestyle that's promoted by Pride Month, that's promoted by the LGBTQ community, what is being forced in our faces and down our throats, in particular this month, it's a lifestyle of sterility. It's a lifestyle of selfishness. It's a lifestyle, ultimately, of death. That's what it is. It's a lifestyle that leads to pain and suffering. The ideology that's motivating this is demonic. It's from hell. You don't have to, I mean, it's not even hard to 
it's hard to miss this, this day, these days. I mean, Target, Target, right? We're all boycotting Target. Target's teaming up with the designer, um, Aprel, Aprelin. Aprelin? I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But the, the clothing line that they have in the front of their stores, this, this graphic designer, is, it's, it's satanic imagery. It's literally Satan approves of pronouns. Satan loves the LGBTQ community. It's all there. It's all there. All right, before I say another thing, but let me say something else that to be very crystal clear, that every single person that we're talking about is a beloved child of God, like our brother and sister. The ideology is the enemy. Do we hear that very clearly? The ideology is the enemy. Our battle is with, not with flesh and blood, St. Paul says, our battles with principalities and powers, right? The ideology that comes from hell is the enemy. The enemy is the enemy, right? And there's oftentimes folks on the right, the conservative right, they aim some of the cruelest invective at persons in the LGBTQ community. The ideology is the enemy. The enemy, right? The enemy, the sexual, the sexual ideology and the sexual revolution has successfully convinced the world that life is about sex which is, you can see, the demonic inversion of the truth, which is sex is all about life. See how the enemy just twists things, right? It's procreative, not recreative. And in this mystery that we have today, these two women, Mary and Elizabeth, embracing each other's wombs in joy, they unmask this whole demonic mockery, right? Mary, in all of her femininity, she opens herself to fully receive Gabriel's invitation, the gift of divine life, the divine seed breathed upon her womb, right? The superabundance of masculinity, masculine fertility, is a sign, a creaturely sign of the superabundance of God's fatherhood, right? There's only one adjective we use to describe the Father in the Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty. In Latin, omnipotente, omnipotent, all potent, right? Fatherly potency is a sign of God's superabundant divine potency, right? In her womb, she's conceived divine life right there. You have the mystery of femininity and masculinity. It's right there on display. The natural earthly begetting points to the supernatural beginning of the word in the womb of the virgin. So friends, only that which is holy is capable of being profaned. Like, you can't really desecrate a dishwasher or a mud puddle. You can't profane those things. But you can desecrate sexuality. You can desecrate and profane marriage and children and masculinity and femininity with Pride Month. Why? Because these realities are the holiest. Like holy, 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 sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. They are the greatest signs, the greatest icons that God has given that point to and reveal these divine mysteries. So, for the conversion of all those pushing this agenda and this ideology, and for the peace to be martyr witnesses of the faith and of the truth, let us pray. Hail Mary, full of grace.